man following up a card like last weekend with a with a card like this one is quite the 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 feat for this holly home main event card tim i know but before we get to this we have to go back to robbie lawler oh robbie my man i mean dude. i thought he was gonna get the kevin lee treatment and it turns out he was the one dishing out the the kevin lee treatment with uh a nice first round finish which i did tell you um and that actually hit really really nice fuck yeah dude and it was plus 225 money line anyway so i was yeah, i was i think stoked. i think we hit uh, a lot of dogs obviously the the big one um that we wanted the uh yair didn't hit but we got pantoja we got robbie we got some some nice money on that uh on that last card Pantoja was a great bet from us, man. Like, just being completely honest, like that might have been the best Which bet I've I made did all year. Is he got you plus a thousand at one point in that second round, and I didn't, I didn't hit it, but I can't complain. I mean, because he was getting worked that second round by by Moreno, which I, was very surprising, but he hit. We did well, and now we got to see if we could do it again on, on this card. And I think this card, we might be able to, to hit some dogs. All right, man. We got to come up with a name for for my Kevin Lee, Robbie Lawler pick of the week because we're one and one, and I feel like I'm about to go on a streak here. We, got, we started off hot, man. We started off with uh, Kevin Lee getting chinned into the fucking shadow realm, and then we got oh. Robbie Lawler. Chin and the other man, I think my two picks, so Kevin Lee and Robbie Lawler combined for like a minute thirty fight time on my two dog picks. I think I think you should call it you should call it your finishing pick because not only did they both get finished or do the finishing, they both finished their careers. <laughs> I see Kevin true. Lee Kevin Lee is now retired. The and so is pick. Robbie Lawler. <laughs> So finisher. just do me a favor and don't make that pick for any of the fighters that I like. All right, I'll pick. Uh, ooh, I, I think I know who it might have to be. It might have to. I, be, I it might have to be up at the top of the card because I want one of those fighters to be finished. I'm gonna have to put the curse on one of them. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> well, I think you know who I'm. There's 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 a couple there's a couple on here that you could apply that to. Yeah, there's there's a hot few of them that could could be finished after this. Man, we got. Uh, I was actually looking looking to the next card next week too. I'm gonna have a lot of bets on that next card. This card I'll have. It'll be a lighter card for me because, I mean, just look at it. You can you can look through it. The opportunities are are a little bit yeah. slim. But next card, um, like I can already throw out some names. Like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be putting some money on Yol Alvarez. Uh, I saw Josh Kulabau is plus money, so there's going to be some spots that I'm going to be hammering next week. But we got a doozy of a card here. We got a uh, a contender for best card of the year here. Honestly, if we're being straight about it, we'll get we'll get the bottom one kicked off here. Tucker, now see here's 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 the thing though. These cards will surprise you. And even though we're not going to um, go as heavy on the bets as we would um, a car with a little bit more star power, these are 
more enjoyable where you don't have the pressure of picking the right side. You know, you can just sit back and watch and, and watch these people go to work. Yeah. I really liked a lot of the earlier cards this year where they were like this, where it was, you didn't know a lot of names. You did some research into the names before, and then you got surprised. Like some of them kicked you out of your seat and made you, made you basically stand up and be like, I'm going to fucking bet on that guy from here on out. And so this is going to be a card that if you watch, you're going to find guys to tail and guys to fade, you know, come six months from now, eight months from now, yeah. a year from now. Um, and there's some guys on here who could be good people to, to ride with in the future, which speaking of, uh, we got two guys who are, are entering their prime here. Tucker Lutz, 29 years old, 12 and three, coming off of a loss to Daniel Pineda, a loss to Pat Sabatini, a win over Kevin Aguilar. We got Melsic Bagdasarian um, coming off an L to Josh Kulabau, a win over Bruno Souza, and a win over Colin Anglin. And he's the favorite minus 210. Any strong takes here? No, I mean, his last loss was to, to Kulabau, so I kind of gave him a pass. Also, I mean, let's lost to Sabatini, who I still like uh, Pat Sabatini, but on this one, uh, he's he's the heavy favorite. Was he minus two ten? Current Bagasarian current odds are minus one sixty. Bagasarian. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I would I would lean towards him. Um, like I said, he did drop one to, to Kulabau, but Kulabau's no slouch. So. I would I would go with him, but I don't really have any uh, any skin in this game. This isn't one that that I'm gonna bet. Um, other than that, to see to see how how he does, how he bounces back, and I think this could be uh, it for Tucker Lutz if he doesn't if he doesn't get a win here. Yeah, I think so. Josh Kulabau, um basically bigger Brandon Roy Val. Like, dude's a stud. He doesn't look like a stud. Like Brandon Royval, neither of them look like studs. Yeah. They both kind of have, like, love handles and weird, like, skinny, fat gamer builds. Um, but they're both fucking dogs with a W. Um, and so I think I think Bagdasarian losing to him is not that big of a deal. And I think he's looked good other than that. So I'm going to take uh, Melsic here. And they're both they're both uh, nicknames have the gun in it. So Bagdasarian is Melsic, the gun Bagdasarian, and Tucker is uh, Top Gun, Battle of the Guns, yeah. I guess. And I'll take him at minus one sixty. I think that's that's a solid price on him. I think he pr- should probably be more around this minus two hundred. But I don't think I'll be what putting is any he, money um, on it. Well, the 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 odds haven't come out for that. But also, he's got uh, he's got five knockouts. Yeah, and he's he got four of them that are are first rounders. So. Even if you want to take something that might be a little bit of plus money, I would take him by by KO. Seven wins, five by knockouts. So, yeah, he's got good hands too. He's he's pretty solid with them. All right, Austin Lingo, Austin lights out Lingo versus this guy making. Uh, I don't know it's his second fight here. Man, they're Cost. testing they're testing the names so far. Melquizale yeah. Costa. Melquizale Costa. That's what we're going to go with. Yeah, you're really, you're really uh, picking all the, the duds. I, I guess we're, we're getting them out of the way first. Um, yeah. 
this is this is another one. I think that they're trying to give this kid Costa uh, a chance. Uh, he lost to uh, Thiago Moises by sub. His record isn't that great, um, but he's he's the the favorite here. He's he's pretty good all around. I think he's got seven knockouts, and then he's six subs, and then six decisions. But Lingo, I don't think I don't think he's going to be able to get it done. I think they're going to write the ship with this kid. Um, and who's Lingo's? Who did he just lose to? Nate Landwehr. Yeah, I mean Landwehr is good, um, but I don't think he's he's beaten anybody um, that's really really been tested. I mean, you're fighting Thiago Moises in your first fight um, with Costa. That's no easy task to begin with. So. Once again, it's one of those right-the-ship moments. I know I say it a lot, but I truly believe that's something that, that they try and do with some of these younger guys. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna stick on the same side with you. I'm going to take Costa here. I just, I'm just i not an Austin Lingo fan. I'm not a believer in him. I'm not a believer in his skill set, honestly. He, he kind of looks like the dude who had a few too many Bud Lights at, at the bar and ends up getting into a scrap for zero reason. Um, yeah. And he's he's lacking on a lot of ways. He he looks just like he he's here and he's 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 here. That's that's what he looks like. He's here. Um, he's he's in the UFC, but I don't think he's gonna stick around very long. But Costa, um, I think there's a, a decent amount of little a little bit of talent there. He's young still. He's not in his prime. He's he's coming off of that loss with Moises, who was a top ten fighter not too long back, if you guys remember. And he went on a tough skid with with tough fighters beating him. Um, but yeah, I'm taking Costa here. There's not, there's not a ton of confidence there. He comes from shoot box. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he's, he's the pick and, and I'm not, I'm not going to bet it at all, but I'll take him. Estella Nunez versus Victoria. That is, that's a way to spell Victoria right there. That's Victoria I've seen that before. Dudakova. Dudakova, and she is six and zero. Oh. And if I go to the six odds right oh. now, she is minus two ten. Right. So, so here's here's the thing with this fight. Estella Nunez, right, hasn't won since the Bush administration, and I'm not talking <laughs> about George George W. So they're coming in. This is her. This is going to be her last fight in in the UFC. Um, I, I firmly believe that. So as I don't have any skin on it. I, I'm not going to bet it. Um, if I was to bet it, I'd bet it by finish, and, and I would go uh, Dudakova um, without a doubt, and probably I'd go her uh, by submission. So she's got, she's what, 6-0, and one knockout, four subs, two first-round finishes. So five finishes and six fights. You can go with the sub. You can go with the sub KO combo, or you could do fight doesn't go the distance. But this this poor girl Nunez is is just a, a stepping stone. Yeah, she sucks. 
I mean, she she's borderline, like, knocks herself out when she wakes up in the morning, sits up a little too fast. Like, she's just not built built for this. Um, and due to Kova, I could not find a single thing of tape to watch on her. I was planning to watch a little bit of it. Could not find any of it. Um, well, she has a contender series, and I did not find that. So, uh, I don't know what that says about my Googling ability, but... I'm taking Dudikova. Uh, I think I think she probably is going to get it done just because Nunez is, like I said, I don't think she's she's the caliber um, that a UFC fighter should be. It's kind of like Austin Lingo. Like, she's here. Yeah, she's there, but, but she's not really going anywhere past just being in the UFC for a few fights. Yep. In and my this opinion. Is, this, is, this is straw weight. So they're going to try and inject new blood because I think some of the girls – um, are gonna to move up. I think some of the straw weights are gonna go up. I think it's gonna be that natural cycle as, as the girls we have now are getting a little bit older. We all know it's hard to to cut the weight as you get older. They're gonna gradually start to move up, especially now that Amanda Nunes isn't there. Yeah. You're gonna have girls that have no problem that are in the 125s going up to to 135, and the girls that are now in the straw weights, the 115s, are gonna go up to up to 125. Yeah, so I it's agree. like a whole new, whole new career when you move up uh, a weight class. Dude, also, can we talk about the UFC? How the one twenty five division is actually for men, fucking awesome. Like the UFC was about to get rid of that, and then it's been like all these title fights have been fucking amazing. Well, I want to see the next fight because the division is awesome. I I don't. I don't want to see another Moreno fight. Give it to Roy Val. Give it to Roy Val, man. But that's the whole thing, too. It's tough. It's tough because they just fought. Yeah. Could so, give it to Figueredo, too. Figueredo said he's moving up, but he might he might take it because he beat Pantoja in the past. <clears throat> but see, that's the, that's the whole thing. Because if you think about it, we saw we were forced to see Moreno versus Figueredo a bunch of times. We've already seen Pantoja versus Moreno three times now. Yep. I don't want to see that fight was amazing. I don't want to see it again. Yeah, I've seen Pantoja handle him multiple times. I thought I thought Pantoja won four rounds on on Saturday, but <clears throat> the judges did not. They thought it was a three. No, I saw a, I saw two. one. I saw I saw one, three, four, and five for Pantoja. I thought so at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's 4-1. I had to do math there for a second. Math is hard. That's all right. <laughs> all right. We've got Gennaro Valdez versus Evan the Phenom Elder, who's lost his last two to Preston Parsons and Nazim Sakov. Um, Sadikov. Is, Sadikov, is it? Yeah, Sadikov. And... Elder is minus 300, according to the current odds, and he's 26 years old compared to the 31-year-old plus 230 underdog. So so this one, I, I have no problem uh, taking, taking the dog on this one, just off of, of pure, pure odds. Um. Uh, I I think Evan Elder is what so he drops his his 
last two, which are his only two losses. Um, four knockouts, one sub, four first-round finishes. I I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough when you have when you have some of these guys. Um, but something they're both on. They both dropped their last two fights. Yeah. So why not why not go with with the dog? If you look at uh, who Valdez lost to, uh, he lost to to Levy, right? And Frivola, you. Yep. And he lost to Matt Frivola. So, I would say that those two losses are tougher fights than what Elders uh, went through. Besides, besides Sadikov. Um, I think, I think you gotta go with the dog on this one. I mean, we all know how how Matt Frivola is doing right now. He's he's going on a little bit of a, a nice little pop. Yeah. So why not why not throw some money on the dog here? I don't disagree, especially after I mean we saw who was that last weekend who was from Tijuana. Oh man, who was that? Who put up a, a a nice fight on the prelims? Who wasn't supposed to win, if I remember right? It was that Mexican guy. Damn, I'm trying to think of who that was, but I think personally here that um, the guy with the tattoo that says "the best never lost," who just lost his last two, is going to come out with some fire under his ass. It's it's the best never rest. Oh, I thought it said lost, man. If it said lost. Oh, I'd be I'd be on him. I'd probably have a couple of units on him by now if it was the best never lost and he just lost his oh. last two. But I mean, I'm not a I'm not a fan of Evan Elder and I don't I don't really know if he should be minus 300 against really anybody. So, I'll take uh Valdez, but I don't think I don't think I'll put my wallet anywhere near this one. I'll watch it and then no, I for would Valdez. I would go I'd go I'd go small and and I would just do this for for pure fun, um, yeah. I don't think there's there's any implications. Um, even if one of them, whoever wins this, it, it's not going to make uh, a huge a huge jump. And the records are the same. They both just dropped their last two. Yeah. Right. And those are the only two losses. I just hold Frivola and Levy as uh, higher competition. So that's why I would go with Valdez. I agree. We can. Uh... We can agree on that one. Can we agree on on Carl Deaton the third? Man, what is this guy's name? The Ash and Anishinaabe kid. The Anishinaabe kid versus Alex Munoz. We're getting a lot of fighters yeah. coming off losses. Their first losses of their career on this card. We got Munoz coming off of the Luis Pena two years ago was his last fight, and he lost yeah. to Nazrat Hackpress as well. Um, Munoz is, I'm trying to find the odds here for him. Munoz, if I can find it, is minus 165 right now. And Deaton is plus 135. Um, yeah, this is kind of, uh, kind of a turd of a fight, if you ask me. <laughs> um, I would go with Deaton. I, I think I would go with Deaton just because he's got more experience. Um, 
that that would be that would be it. He he lost to uh, Selecki his last fight. Uh, got subbed out, but that was you know that was in February. When was Munoz's last last loss? Uh, two last years fight? and two months ago. Yeah, yeah. Give me give me Deaton uh, experience, and he's been in there. So I like he trains with it, that, that he trains at American Top Team as well. Yeah. So with with that, just being active um, and more experience, I would take him. I'm very surprised that they have they have him as a, a plus on this. Yeah, I'll go with with Deaton as well because I'm not I'm not really a fan of Munoz. I'm not really a fan of his, um, you know, a split decision loss to Luis Pena does not look good because Pena fucking sucks. Dude was awful. Dude was absolutely yeah. terrible. Like, like bad, bad. Like goes into a jujitsu gym and white belt might be able to submit him every once in a while, sort of a deal. But um, I think I think Deaton is probably the side here based on the odds. They're both 33 years old. One of them's coming off two years layoff. The other one fought four months ago and, you know, lost to Joe Selecki due to a sub. But, I mean, a lot of people lose to Joe Selecki due to a sub. Uh, fights at American yeah. Top Team. So, give me Deaton. Give me Deaton the third. All right, what do we got here? Oh, we got a, we got a fun one here, actually. We've got Tyson Nam. Plus 300 here versus Azat Maksum, who is minus 400 or minus 420 here, uh, making his debut. And he's coming off of, well, five straight wins because he's 16-0. And he's the number yeah. one flyweight in, in Central Asia. He's from Kagasin. This is, yeah, this is um, going to be the... Rachmanov, um role, I think they're going with this guy. Um, undefeated. Tyson Nam is in the hot, not an easy fight. There's a good chance he knocks you out. So in this one, do I think Tyson Nam will win? No. Am I going to sprinkle a tiny <laughs> bit of Tyson Nam by knockout? Six. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, just because the kid's 16, oh, you're coming in here, you're again going against a guy that is a veteran um, with knockout power. Pressure could get to you. Um, a lot of things can happen. Um, look at the kid we, that we just saw fight Bo Nickel. Granted, he wasn't 16 and oh, but once you get in there, um, I understand the other one, the kid that fought Val Woodburn was – pay-per-view main card uh, sold out arena. But once you get in there, nickel. yeah, but once you get in there, it's, it's not the same. You're not fighting in the circuit in Kazakhstan. You're fighting in Las Vegas uh, in front of, in, in front of your bosses. So I think he's going to win, um, but I, I would sprinkle uh, Tyson Nam uh, by, by KO. Um, and maybe, Maybe I take Maxim by by sub, depending on what the odds were. Does it say how many um, subs he's got or no? Yeah, I can look. He has 
six subs, five KOs, and four decisions. Yeah, so I would take to win by to win by sub or KO. I would split it, but I can also see it going to a decision. That's why I would just I would just really just sprinkle Tyson Nam by KO. Yeah, uh, we're gonna throw this on as the finisher pick. This is gonna be Tyson Nam. Uh, I'm gonna go by KO probably on Tyson Nam in this this fight. It's the exact same thing as the Ayer Rodriguez fight. It it just takes one. And I mean, if we if we go back and watch the Yair Rodriguez, he got his puncher's chance. There's there's a time in that second round where he um, Volk was coming in for a takedown, and Yair lands an absolute gunshot from the hip, right hand, and mm-hmm. it it stuns Volk. You see him like fall forward, but he's just it's just Volk. Uh, and this guy's yeah. making his debut. Obviously, Nam is 39, almost 40 years of age at a, a 125 pound division, which is terrible. You know, you can be 40 and fight at heavyweight because you don't have to be very fast. But, um, you know, speed goes quick when you're old. And Nam, I mean, in his last fight right here, Bruno Silva uh, submitted him. Nam was looking all right until he got submitted. He beat Ode Osborne with a great, great punch. I mean, it was just perfect. Yeah. Um, and Ode Osborne is, is I think, honestly, a, a decent fighter. Like, he's not bad. So we're going to see here. This guy's either going to get fraud checked or – and he looks good. I watched a few fights of his. He looks good. He looks he looks strong grappler, uh, nice pressure fighter. He looks good. He looks like a like what you'd expect out of a Kazakhstan fighter coming into the UFC with a 16-0 record. So he's, he's solid. Um, but Nam is also just a crafty vet and I'll probably sprinkle a little on his money line and a little on him by KO because he just hits really what's fucking his, hard. What? Yeah. What's his, his last three wins? They're all knockout, right? So he knocked out Ode Osborne, knocked out Jerome Rivera and knocked out, uh, Ad, Adeshev. Yeah. That's, that's a no brainer. You put, you sprinkle a little on Nam by KO. Yep. That's my finisher. And. If he wins, maybe he's he sets down the gloves and we go we go four for four or three for three. Sorry on the the finisher picks. All right, Ashley Evans Smith versus Eileen Perez, and this this fight fucking sucks. Um, no, this is a terrible. It fight. doesn't. You this like this not. fight? Explain. Give me give me some reasoning to to get excited for this one. All right, so Perez, this is this is Bantamweight, is one one thirty five. Her record, her record seven and two. Right, one of those fights um, is a DQ. Oh, so these. her yeah. loss is is a D a DQ. I think that this girl is actually the real deal. So she's got four wins by knockout, one by sub. So seven and two, seven, um, seven wins, five are by finish, right? Her her last, uh, her only loss was to uh, Stephanie Eggers, who subbed her. Which that to me, it was her her debut. I get it. I understand. But I think she's gonna get back on track here, and and I think she's gonna finish uh, Ashley Evans Smith. I think she's gonna really put a thumping on her. 
and it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I think she's going to run through her. I mean, I watched I watched two of Ashley Evan Smith's fights um, yesterday, I think, and they both were awful. She She's not good. I don't think she's very good. She fought, like, you know, two years ago, and then she fought four years ago. So she's taken about two years between every fight, um, and she's not getting any better. And that's, that's, I mean, partly because she's 36 years old and partly because she probably isn't training very much. And then she gets a fight two years later and decides to, you know, go train and shit. But I don't think she's very good. Um, Perez is minus 200 on the money line right now. And I don't think I'll bet that in a women's fight just because a lot of these are so, so close. But I do think Perez is going to win. Yeah, and I mean, not for nothing. The girl lost to to Eggers. Eggers is a veteran. It's one of those things where they they give you a veteran uh, when they bring you in for your first fight, and you can get overwhelmed. You, you're yep. good, but you haven't seen the stuff that these veterans have seen. You know, so agree. so she's got that she's got that speed bump. She got that loss out of the way. Um, you know, her record wasn't perfect anyway due to that. Uh, DQ, but now she, what does she got to lose? She's already lost, so now it's just on the up and up for her. They're handing her an easy one too here. Like if you're in the UFC, you should be beating Anthony Ashley Evan Smith nowadays. Yeah, so I like I like the fight because I want, like I said before, I want to see what some of these girls do, and I want to see some of the the push now that we get for people trying to get to the top of the 135 division. Nobody, nobody wanted any of that smoke when Amanda was there. Now, now people are going to be going to be wanting it. I'm going to be watching Perez because if she looks looks anything less than great against Ashley Evan Smith, then I'll probably fade her in the next one because Ashley Evan Smith is bad. So if Perez, I mean, I think Perez should probably beat her by by finish, like you said. But if she doesn't, or if she looks like it's a you know a, a tight fight. Um, I'll potentially use that as a, a reasoning to fade Perez yeah. um, next fight. All right, so Jack Della got his fight. Um, he basically had three opponents in one week last week and then ended up not fighting. And now he's fighting Basil Hafez, who is the number three welterweight in Pennsylvania, baby. Uh, coming off right. of two wins, a split decision. And then a knockout, and Jack Della obviously is five and his five and zero oh in his last five. Beat Randy Brown, Danny Roberts, Amiv, Pete Rodriguez, and Anj Lusa. So uh, I'll start this one off. For me here, I think I think Jack Della is probably going to run through this guy. I watched two fights of Hafez. Powerful guy, strong guy, athletic guy. I just don't think he really has what it takes to be UFC caliber. He's, he's having fights that um, should not be as competitive with guys that are not UFC caliber. I saw him get hurt. You know, I saw him. I saw him take some shots that were were not shots he should be taking from lower level guys. Some guys that didn't even look like they would they would make it onto the Ultimate Fighter. Um, and Jack Della is is that guy who's going to beat people who are not UFC caliber. I don't think Jack Della is the guy who's going to be a, a top ten or top five welterweight. I know a lot of people who who do think that. And you know, like I said last week, I was going to be hard on Sean Brady. I was going to have uh, a substantial amount of money 
on, on, on Sean Brady against Jack Della. And I think anyone who can who can grapple well is going to take Jack Della down, and I think they're going to choke him out. I just don't think Hafez is that guy. Uh, I'll take I'll take Jack Della here. He is minus 625, so I don't really know if there's any way to play that. I bet you he probably finishes him. I think I think it'll be a, a KO. So I'd probably sprinkle a little bit on Jack Della by KO, but it's going to be juiced. And if it's if it's juiced, then you know I'm not interested. There's not a lot of juice or, or meat on the bone when it's going to be. You know, Jack Della by finish is minus 150. I'm not really fucking interested in that. So I'll, I'll probably watch this one, wait for the Jack Della fade in the future. Hope we can get, you know, something stupid like like Michael Chiesa or something, a, a pressure grappler to, to fight Jack Della so that I can bet him bet him to get strangled because he almost got strangled by Razim Amin. So it's my two cents. So do you know, do you know, is this going to be a cash weight? I think it's 170. So how do you how do you feel about him just cutting weight, Jack Della? You think, yeah, you think that's gonna be a factor? Because I don't think he, remember. he didn't cut weight. He was he was like a he was like a day into like. I'm trying to remember. Did it get it got canceled? No, because wasn't he supposed to fight the kid that where they found out? Oh, you know, after weigh-ins and everything like that, they got his results back, and he's the one that had that that rare disease. It was. Uh, let me. It had to be because they because they got uh, Val Woodburn yeah, in for no, nickel. He, he did cut weight. You're right. So he he already cut weight last week. Don't like that. Then I didn't even know that. I didn't think about that. So he cut. I don't think if it goes to decision, I'll give it to 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 Jack. I'm not going to bet that. This is one of those things where this kid, I would sprinkle a little by by KO. A little I'd bit give of him the first weak round. chin, huh? A little bit of weak chin from cutting weight two weeks in a row. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind that now that I know that he, he cut weight two weeks in a row. I don't so mind that. So that's just something to think about. I would I – would, I would sprinkle a little, a little. I put some of that uh, Tyson Nam uh, KO juice on this one. <laughs> on Hafez. I mean, th- th- from what I've seen from this kid too, he looks like he would melt a cup w- when he pisses in it. The kid is huge. Yeah. So I think he's got. I think he's got one round. I think he's got that first round to clip um, Jack. I think Jack is fugazi as well. Um. It, it you never know you know this is this is a fist fight they're not going out there to compare records so it could happen and i would not be surprised um with the two weight cuts and not knowing really too much about this kid and and he gets clipped i'm interested we'll in see. the odds here too why it's only minus 600 when i mean we saw prospects getting put on the board last week and they were you know the bo nickel guy was plus 1300 and stuff um and bo nickel is is still a prospect himself jack della is established why it's only minus 600 when jack della is a borderline top 10 middleweight or welterweight um and this guy is a prospect who's eight and three like dude's lost three times to guys who aren't in the ufc the guy who bo nickel had fought hadn't hadn't lost to anybody outside of the ufc so 
I'm interested to see. Maybe maybe UFC's got a little something up their sleeve. Maybe maybe Sharps out there got a little something on this Hafez guy because minus six hundred, it feels it feels like it should be juiced a little more for a prospect coming in against a borderline top ten welterweight on one week's notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is a this is your last chance because we're leaving Vegas and then we're we're gone. He wants to go home. He wants to go back to Australia. Yeah. And maybe and maybe get on the Australia card. This feels a little rushed for me. It feels it a little rushed. He's in Vegas. This is the last card in Vegas this month. I, if it feels rushed, and and the more we sit here and talk about it, the more and more, um, I I like I like the other guy by KO, Basil. I like him by KO. You've convinced me. I'll probably have a sprinkle on him by him by knockout, and I bet you it'll be you know plus eight hundred something like that. It'll be something yeah something big. Yeah, so. and then. And then Jack will get a, a face, face crank and, and submit him <laughs> in 30 seconds. But our process was sound. That's all that matters. Exactly. Big old T-Rex up next. Terrence McKinney. This one. He's, this, he's this one I'm excited for. I'm Should really be a good excited. Fight. For. Should be a good fight. So Terrence McKinney is minus 120 or plus 120. Sorry. And uh, Nazim Sadikov is minus 145. He beat Evan Elder. He beat on the Contender Series Hasanazda. Terrence McKinney's got a little more, a little more UFC caliber stuff under his belt. He knocked out Matt Frivola real quick. It was, it was very quick. He submitted Faraz Ziam, which is aging a little bit better. He lost yep. to Drew Dober, but almost finished Drew Dober first round. He yep. knocked out Eric, I think it's Hot Pepper Gonzalez. Or no, he, he submitted him. And then he got massive, massively flying need by Ishmael Bonfim. Massively. So, uh, I think Bonfim, I still think he's special. I think he's going to be good. I I truly believe that. Uh, Drew Dober is is a absolute dog. Yeah. Um, the good thing about uh, Terrence McKinney is they they're they're all finishes. Either he finishes or he gets finished. All right. Yeah. So this is one of those fights where where I like I like McKinney. I I would like for him to win. And, and get back in that win column, but this one I'm just gonna straight up take take the the under two and a half because Sidigov is is no joke. I I don't I don't see him losing this fight. Um, granted, he he just beat Elder, but you know he's got six knockouts, one sub, and he's what eight and one. Yep. So seven, seven out of eight are, are finishes. So I like I like this under two and a half, and then that's probably the only thing I'll take, and that's probably going to be juiced at minus. I'd say maybe minus two two hundred. It wouldn't surprise me if it was minus two hundred under two and a half. 
I bet so. I bet you it's minus two or three hundred. I was hoping you were gonna take Terrence McKinney so I could take Sadikov, uh, and and we could have a little a little argument, a little scrap about it. But I'm on Sadikov here. I mean, I watched his last fight, and it was one of those moments where you watch somebody and you say, I don't think I want to bet against that person. Um, and Sadikov is that guy. I think McKinney's a little bit undervalued after his last few fights. I think I think McKinney can grapple a lot better than people expect. Uh, but Sadikov, he comes from that Ray Longo, Chris Weidman gym. You can see down here it says Longo and Weidman MMA. The partners he's going to have there, I mean the the wrestling partners, the people who are going to push a pace on him there, the people he's going to get to train with on a daily basis, they're not fucking around. And I think McKinney does a little too much fucking around when it comes to training um, and then it comes to getting on the, the, the running shoes on and taking some miles. I don't think McKinney's got the best cardio. Uh, I think Sadikov could break him. McKinney could knock him out early. McKinney's got that that world changing power. He's got that weird like I, it's like it's like fast twitch muscles that like generate an insane amount of power. Like he was hitting Drew Dober with some absolute fucking pistons um, yeah. that looked like something out of a out of a out of a video game. But I think Sadikov is the real deal here. I think minus 145 is about fair there. I would probably maybe even shift it. A, maybe McKinney's a little bit of value here because McKinney's so live to knock anyone out in the first round. Uh, but I'm, I'm on Sadikov here. I think he's the goods. I think this, this fight will show a lot about him too. And I think the UFC knows that McKinney kind of has a little bit of pop. Like people know McKinney's name. So I think they're giving, giving Sadikov someone who people will be tuning in to watch. I think Sadikov, honestly, I think he's going to roll him. I, I really do. But McKinney's just so dangerous in that first. I don't know if I can bet him minus odds against against McKinney with that power. But I, I kind of like Sadikov. Honestly, I watched his, his last fight, and I was I kind of became a fan immediately. I was I just liked his now, fight style. He's, you got you to remember, too. So he's, he's Sarah Longo. Yeah. So he's he's uh, wrestling and grappling with you know Rob, uh, with Aljo. Um, these guys, I mean, wrestling and 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 rolling with Marab, that's exhausting. Yeah. So even though Marab is is a one one thirty fiver, it doesn't make a difference when these guys when these guys are training. They're they're all blown up anyway. I don't think this go. I think this is going to be a stand-up. I really do. I think this is going to be a stand-up, and I think that that is going to play into uh, Sadiqov. And I and hope so. I think I think he's going to finish. Terrence McCain is not going to go and and take. Uh, be very surprised if he tries and and takes uh, a Sarah Longo guy down. Yeah, um, and wants to keep it on the ground. Especially with with Matt Sarah, Matt Sarah is is phenomenal. Um, I think this is going to be a, a stand up and bang, and definitely somebody's getting knocked out. And unfortunately, I think it's going to be McKinney. Me too. I agree with you there. This is a fun fight. This is a pretty fun fight. Uh, at middleweight here, lightweight. What the fuck? Oh, I was thinking. I was thinking of one of the the later fights. This fight is not as fun as the fight I was thinking of. But Altman Azaitar just took his first pro loss versus Francisco Prado, who just took his 
first pro loss. Uh, Prado last fought Jamie Malarkey. I remember that fight about four months ago. You know, good fight. Azaitar uh, got knocked out by Matt Frivola, and he got knocked out pretty brutally. But Azaitar has been known as a power puncher up until that moment. Azaitar is plus 100. Prado is minus 120. Uh, Prado's 21 years old, and Azaitar is 33 years old. So that's something worth noting here. You got any you got any hot uh, takes here? Uh, no. I, I I'm gonna go with with Prado, just because he's he's the younger younger guy. Um, there's. This is one of those ones where you kind of just want to enjoy it and see what happens. Yeah. Um, malarkey, malarkey is is good. That went to decision, and uh, Ottoman got what? How did how did that fight go? For Vol- he got he out. got stopped. Yeah. He got stopped. So coming off of a knockout, um, you got to go with the guy that that lost by by decision. Uh, to Malarkey, as opposed to getting, you know, knocked out by by Fervola. I'm gonna take a Zaitar here. He's plus 100. Really? Yeah, I think I think he's he's powerful himself, and we didn't see much of it in that Fervola fight. It was just kind of Fervola uh, steamrolling him from the beginning. It was quick. It was it was fast. It was it was pretty decisive to watch. But Azaitar's had some big, big power here. And Prado has not really, in that last fight, I didn't really see a lot of, um, you know, head movement, elusive elusive footwork, that sort of a deal. And I think is going to have his chances here. I think he's going to have his chances to, to land a big bomb on Prado, uh, who's still 21 years old, who's still getting a lot better between fights. So Prado could come in and, could come in and surprise me. But I'm taking Azaitar... Just based on the fact that I think he's he's the much more powerful guy, and I think he could land a, a big one here. And Prado didn't really show me the ability to get his opponent out of there at the UFC level. Once he got up here, he wasn't he wasn't putting people away. Um, and Azaitar does put people away. And so I think if someone wins via knockout or finish, it's going to be Azaitar. And if it goes to decision, then who fucking knows? So I'll be on Azaitar's side because of that. But. I'm not going to have any money on this. I'm like you said, I'm going to sit back and watch this. And hopefully one of these people, one of these, one of these two fighters shows us something that we can, we can feel comfortable with the future. We can either see that Prado or Zaitar are complete frauds and whichever one of them wins, we get to fade next. Or one of them shows us that this, this person is, is improving between fights and, and wants to continue. Hopefully it's Prado. Honestly, I hope it's Prado that shows us something because he's so young. Um, Now, are you are you aware all of Prado's wins or finishes? Yeah, no, I knew that, but it was the reason is because it was coming into the UFC and then he wasn't able to have that finishing power. That was the whole. That's my whole reasoning. Is Zaitar? I feel like is is he's shown it at this UFC level. You know, you know what I think I'm going to do here on this one. Fight ends. By I'm going to go. Um, no, nope. I'm going to go. <laughs> team. Team Argentina, and I'm gonna roll Eileen Perez and Francisco Prado into a little Argentina parlay. 
That's not a bad idea, honestly. Perez should definitely win. That'll probably put you... What do we got? That'll put you at like plus 130, plus 140. Yeah, I might even sprinkle her her by, by sub and then just money line on Prada. I'm going to watch and see what the fight ends by KO is here. It'll probably be something something nasty. It'll probably be like minus minus big number. But if it's anything less than minus 200, then I'll probably end up betting that fight ends by KO here. All right. Big Norm. The Immortal. Norma, the Immortal Dumont fighting against Chelsea Chandler. 5-1 uh, and one Chelsea Chandler. Coming off a win over Julia Stolarenko. Uh, she beat Courtney King before that. And then Norma Dumont coming off a win over Carol Rosa. Danielle Wolf lost to Macy Chason by split decision. Uh, beat Aspen Ladd and Felicia Spencer. So Dumont's got some good wins here. Uh, and that's why I'm taking Dumont. I feel like personally, this is just a, a matter of experience versus not a lot of experience and dumont is is kind of big she's strong she's physical there was a weird fight where she chose not to fight um and so if she does that then i'm gonna be eating my words but i'll take norma dumont here she's 32 years old that's a pretty pretty decent age uh chelsea chandler is 29 so she's still getting a lot better but I'm a big fan of Norma Dumont's ability to fight anywhere. She, she can take people to the mat. Uh, granted, that's not really what she wants to do. She can take people to the mat if she needs to. Uh, she, can, she can push people up against the fence. And she can strike at range. And I'm just a fan of her, her ability to win fights, you know, point fighting. And I think that's going to catch up with, with Chelsea Chandler here. I think Dumont's just going to be a bit too experienced. And I think the minus 150 is a pretty solid number on her, honestly. So... Uh, I'll lock in Norma Dumont here. Um, I was going to go with Norma Dumont until I realized who exactly she was fighting, and I looked into it, and I remembered uh, Miss Chandler here. Straight from fucking Stockton. Caesar Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. I think I think this girl, this girl, uh, Chandler, is gonna put the work on Norma Dumont. She's what five and five and one. Yep. Right. I think her her pro debut was a loss, but since then, um, she's been she's been on her tear. How are her last three? Um, her last three fights. Uh, I know the last one. Her her UFC debut was. Was a KO. Yep. So she but won we... KO, beat Courtney King by decision. Um, which Courtney King, I know who that is. I've watched her for some reason. I think she must have fought someone else. It's not, I know there's another Courtney uh, with King in her name in the UFC, but I've heard of this one before. Olivia Parker, she beat by rear naked choke, and then she won via punches, so KO. And then she won a decision. And yeah, she did lose her first pro fight in Invicta by unanimous decision. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to go with her. I'm going to go with her and then training training with the uh, great Diaz brothers. Uh, Gilbert Melendez is out there. 
um, I believe. So I would actually, I would take her by by sub or finish, to really beef up beef up the odds here. I mean, Norma Norma Dumont. She's had seven decisions, two subs. She's a decision machine. She's a, she's just a point fighter, dude. She just she just. I works. don't think. I don't think she can handle this type of of fighter. Chelsea Chandler is going to be nasty. She's she is. In her face. I'll give you. She's I'll give her that. So, um, Chelsea Chandler, all day. I'm fading. I'm fading Norma Dumont. All right. She's official. An official fade for me. I'm sticking. I'm sticking to the Norma Dumont train. I like. I like her ability to be physical. I think she's going to be able to hand Chandler in that in that regards. And Norma is big too, so that's the other thing is Norma is is bigger than than Chandler via like thickness wise. Chandler's big, but she's not thick. Why are we even doing this fight? I don't know. Why are we doing one forty fives? I don't even know if this is at one forty five because Chandler is one thirty five. Dumont's one forty five. You, the UFC website has this as a featherweight fight. Maybe this is the title fight. Maybe they're going to come in the ring and, and, and launch a belt around whoever wins this. Maybe Chelsea Chandler. I don't even understand how they're, I don't even understand how they're ranked. Norma Dumont is the thirteenth uh, number 13 featherweight. And Chelsea Chandler, after one win, is ranked number 15. <laughs> Chelsea Chandler might come in here and start talking like the Diaz brothers. She might become a draw. We might hear... Hey, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat your ass, man. We might hear that on the the mic afterwards, and she might become she might become the new Amanda Nunez, where she's headlining pay per views, and you never like know, that. you never know. She she might just yell in Stockton, yeah, Stockton, in the middle of the octagon. She could yeah. be. She and, might do a triangle flipper up, Stockton, motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, right. Listen, that's what that division needs. Get that fight off my screen. Get that fight <laughs> off my screen. Careful oh, what you wish for. And careful, careful with what this card, man. We got another absolute fucking slapper here. Um, the number 36 worldwide heavyweight versus the number 78 worldwide heavyweight. Walt Big Ticket Harris coming off of uh, a loss to Tibera, a loss to Volkov, a loss to Overeem. And we got Josh Parisian coming off of a loss to Jamal Pogues. Who yeah. the fuck is that? He comes from Contender Series. I actually do know who that is, but my point still stands that uh, Jamal Pogues is not very good, and he beat Josh Parisian. Uh, he won against Alan Baudot. He lost to Dontel Mays. So, yeah, uh, needless to say, I will not be betting Josh Parisian. And Walt Harris is minus 160 here. Makes me want to bet the big ticket, but he's 40. So will I be betting anyone in this fight? I don't know. Will I be watching this fight? I don't know. I might be air frying some fucking chicken nuggets while these two chicken nuggets try to battle it out in the fucking octagon. But I don't know. I'm, I'm, I just hate this fight. I hate this entire fight. I don't want to bet it. I don't want to watch it. Um, so, yeah, Tim, what do you think? Uh, I would go that this ends um, by knockout. I think, I think somebody's going to sleep. Um, it's honestly, I think it's going to be Walt Harris. It could be, dude. It really. I'm could going be. with the young, I'm going with the younger guy. Um, 
and he's not on that. Granted, he sprinkles in a win, a loss, a win, a loss. So according to his record, he's due for a win here anyway. So I'll take him by by knockout. I think Walt Harris is done. This was the one I was I was for sure, a hundred percent. This was going to be the uh, fight and retire. So <laughs> this person gets knocked out and they're out of the UFC. I thought you were going to put money on Walt Harris here. I thought this was your guy. This is not my guy. This is not my guy. I was thinking about it when we were when I was about like six wines deep on Saturday night. But I mean, we go back and look at this guy's record. He lost to Fabricio Werdum when Fabricio Werdum was not Fabricio Werdum. I mean, he beat Chase Sherman. He lost to Shamil. He lost to Mark Goldbeer. Do you know who the yeah. fuck Mark Goldbeer is? Godbeer. Mark Godbeer. I have never heard of this guy. I have never heard of that guy. I probably should have. Um, he beat Daniel Spitz. He beat Sergey Spivak, which is a great win now, but it was a fluke. He beat Alexio Linick, which Alexio Linick just got knocked out by like a grandpa in Russia, like two weeks ago. And then he lost to yeah. Overeem, Volkov, and Tibera, which aren't bad losses. Um, but it was all just real quick. I bet you this fight finishes in the first round. Honestly, Walt Harris either wins or loses in the first round so you could bet you could bet the under like one and a half here and probably make a decent little chunk yeah this is they're doing walt harris a favor by putting them putting them on the main card but i this is going to be it for him i i, I this is going to be it i think he's going to go night night and and he's going to retire yeah i don't I just hate this fight entirely. I don't. Hopefully, it's just a fun fight where we just get to see two old heavyweights uh, slapping slapping hands and stuff. But I hate it. I hate the entire thing. Yeah, but this... who, who, wants, who wants to see that on a Saturday night? Not me. I don't. I don't want to see that. You know. I'm not. I just, dude. I mean, he's 13 and 10. The other guy is, you know, 15 and six with a loss to Dontel Mays and Jamal Pogues. Like. That should not be the third fight. Let's see what we got down here. You could put Terrence McKinney up there at the third fight. You could put Jack Della at the third fight. You could even put Tyson Nam at the third fight because he's got such a good prospect on the other side. Honestly, you could put Tucker Lutz and Melsic Bagdasarian up there at the third fight. You could switch Walt Harris to the opener of the entire card, and that would probably be yeah. I'd just skip it, but, you know, I'm probably bitching too much about UFC. They put on a, an absolute slapper classic main event last not even main event, entire card last week. So, yeah, as a, that last week uh, was the best card of the year and probably uh, the last probably two years. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably a top five event that I've watched for sure. All right, this is what I was thinking about when I said earlier we have a slapper of a, of, a, of a fight here and I said it was at middleweight. This is exactly the one I was talking about. I think this is a fun fight. Albert Durayev. The, the Russian underdog here versus the Iron Turtle. Three straight wins, yeah. and he is a dog with a W. He is a dog. Like, he will fight for every single bit of your money. He's coming off of wins over Dennis Tolulin, Joseph Holmes, and Eric Anders. Um, you know, not, not trademark wins, 
but wins nonetheless. Duraev just beat Chidi Njikwanu, Njikwani, which um, Chidi looked awful there. Joaquin Buckley beat his ass. And Joaquin Buckley made him look like Duraev did not belong in the UFC. But before that, he beat Roman Kopolov, which that's a decent win. Uh, and yep. then on Contender Series, he beat Bittencourt, which I don't really put much stock into that. But, Tim, what do you got here? Uh, um, this one, I'm going to go with Derive on this. Um, I, I don't – I mean, he subbed uh, Holmes, right, uh, last year. Uh, he beat uh, – he's got two subs. I don't know, man, now that I think about it. Sub sub <clears throat> decision. Uh, this is to me. This is a pick 'em. I think if if Park wins, he's gonna win by by sub, but he's not. He's fifteen wins, five KOs, five subs. He's been hot on the subs lately. Um, drive. I don't know. I would ha- it, I would just have to go with a pick him here and go and go derive. Um he's got three wins by knockout, nine nine subs. Oh, seven first round finishes. I would say this is this might be uh an under two and a half card for me. Or under two and a half fight. I don't I don't see an edge here. I don't see an edge any which way. Because if I look at Park's last last two finishes, they're they're subs. But yet Duraev has has more submissions. I'm going Park here. I'm going, You're going Park. Park. Are you going Park by by a finish, or or are you going to lay it out there on a decision? I think he's going to knock him out. I think Park is going to to knock him out. Um, Park's last loss was Gregory Rodriguez by knockout, and that was a dogfight, if you remember that one correctly. Uh, Rodriguez, That's Robocop, right? Yeah, he almost Robocop was was basically out on his feet, and then came back to beat Jun Young Park. Uh, the reason I'm taking Park here is I feel very very strongly that Park is someone who will fight for your money. And Duraev is someone who will give up under stress. We saw it against Joaquin Buckley. He did not want to come out. Um, it says Dr. Stoppage, I believe. Let me get over here. Dr. Stoppage. Yeah, ice will shut. But he did not want to come out. He hardly wanted to continue fighting. Like, he was getting beat up, beat up. Um, and Park is a guy who he marches forward. I watched actually four of his fights because they were fucking awesome. Jungyun Park is just great to watch. He's a guy who walk, marches forward. He puts the pressure on. Uh, he has good hands. He has good grappling. I don't think Duraev is going to get him down, and Duraev is going to need to get him down if he's going to win this fight. And so I'm going to take I'm going to take Park here, and I think Park is going to beat the brakes off of him honestly. And look and look, it's going to be something similar to honestly what I'd say is the the bomb theme and and Saint Denis fight. I think he's gonna he's gonna land some solid punches on the feet. He can take him down and and you know, submit him afterwards, but I think he's just going to break him. I think he's just going to end up breaking him. I think really? he might be my, my money line bet of the card. Him and him and that little sprinkle on Tyson Nam, but 
I'm looking at Park as the the big bet. I'll probably I don't usually wait for for weigh-ins, but this one I probably will just because I want to see how Derive looks. Yeah, I I have middleweight. Uh, I got no nothing nothing on this one. I'll probably just watch and, and try to um, enjoy it. I mean, both these guys are 34-32. Yeah. They're fighting for glory at this point. They're not getting to a belt. Yeah, but see, this is the whole thing. This is this is your this is your co-main. Yeah. Yep. This whole entire uh, fight would... is worse than the prelim. This entire card is worse than the prelims from last week. Yeah. Um. Who knows? Who who knows? Um, it could be exciting. Um, both seem to be pretty good grapplers. Yeah, I can I could see your your part by by KO. Um, the only yeah, he's got three wins. Derive's got three wins by knockout. Nine by sub, five and five. Yeah, I would even probably go park by decision if I was to bet on it. It's a probability too, because I mean it's gonna it's gonna go longer than than their their previous fights. Like John Young Park, um, he was he was making quick work of these two, and then he had a decision against Eric Anders, and then Gregory Rodriguez finished. Um, so I think I think this one will go longer than those last two wins from Johnny Young Park because Drive's not he's not a bad fighter. I just don't think he's he's going to be able to withstand what Park's going to put on him. All right. Oh, oh boy. The main event of the evening. We have uh, Holly, the preacher's daughter, at forty-two years old, home. Versus Myra Bueno Silva, 31 years old, plus 135. She's actually plus 145 now uh, on the updated odds. Holly Holm just beat Yana Santos, and she lost to Ketlin Vieira. She beat Irene Aldana. She beat Raquel Pennington, and she lost to Amanda Nunes. Bueno Silva just beat Lena Landsberg, Stephanie Egger, and Yanan Wu. So I'm going Buena Silva here, partially because I just absolutely despise Holly Holm main events, get them out of the UFC, quit making them. You know, whoever is matchmaking these as main events deserves for Dana to, to, to put him in the fucking ring with Francis Ngannou and, and let them take an overhand right to the dome because Holly Holm main events, uh, I, if this, I don't even know what time of night this is, I think the main event starts at six, so it's going to be an early card. If this was a late card, I'd go to bed. I'd go no, to bed. This is this should be a ten o'clock Eastern main card. I'll be I'll be in bed then. I won't be watching Holly Home fight. I just her. Oh my god, dude! I have flashbacks. I was on vacation um, when the Ketlin Vieira fight happened. I was on vacation, and I put it on in the shower while I was watching it, and I got bored in the shower. And I'm never bored in the shower. I was bored in the shower watching Holly Holm fight Ketlin Vieira. Um, but here, I'm thinking about a bet on, on Bueno Silva. So, it's possible. She's 10 years younger. She's on a three-fight win streak. Holly Holm is 42 years old. 
Um, Buena Silva is from Shootbox. Holly Holm is from the ever-declining Jackson Wink. I'm feeling Buena Silva <laughs> here, but who fucking you know why knows? This is, you know why this is the main event, right? <sighs> why is this the main event? This is the number one contender fight. Tell me you're tell me you're not telling. Say you're joking. Why else would they be main carding? Why would this be the main main event of this card? I don't know, man. It just it makes me mad how much the women's bantamweight is in shambles now that Amanda Nunez is gone. It's actually sad. That was such a fun division when we had Cyborg around and then we had Nunez coming up and it was Ronda Rousey before that. And now it's just now that Nunez is gone, it feels like the talent there is a desert. It feels really, really awful. Well, it's either here's here's the thing. They're gonna have there is is Ra- Raquel Pennington lined up to fight anybody anytime soon? Not right now. So chances are uh, the winner of this fight. Um, is going to fight Juliana Pena for the 135 strap. Please make it Bueno Silva. Holly Holm just breeds boring fights. I mean, this is... Dude, imagine if Misha Tate gets a win and Holly Holm gets a win and we turn back the clock to 2007 when we have Misha Tate versus Holly Holm for the belt. Well, Misha Tate's ranked number 11. So the chances of that happening... (laughs) Are are probably uh, better than than you'd you'd think. You so I think here? I think this is gonna be a number one contenders fight, and then the winner of this fight is gonna fight Juliana Pena. Easy, easy peasy. And for the record, I'm going uh, Buena Silva by submission here. Let's go. Easy. Let's go, Tim. Are you going to put some money on it? Easy decision for me. Huh? You going to put some money on it? Oh, absolutely. Let's fuck. Absolutely. Go. I'll ride with you there. I can get uh, behind that. A 31-year-old uh, who a uh, phenomenal uh, grappler versus, versus a kickboxer that's 41 years old. If she doesn't win this fight, that's it. This is she's hanging them up, and uh, I'm not I'm not betting on the on the older fighter in this case. Just like I'm not betting on Walt Harris. Once you hit that that 40, 41 apex, you gotta start fading them. Granted, she won her last fight, but I don't see it, her her keeping up. I really don't. So that's why um, Bueno Silva submission, um, and I'll probably get that at a nice, nice piece of uh, plus action. Dude, I'm seeing Bueno Silva inside the distance plus three hundred. I'd bet that honestly. I think Holly she's got a chance of knocking Holly Holm out too. You cover both of them if you just take inside the distance, dude. You can even see Holly Holm like in her face. She's starting to look like an elderly woman. Like, you can just start to see her face, like, more so than all the other fighters who are... Like, she's 42, and I feel like we've seen 42-year-old fighters who do not look as old as Holly Holm looks. Like, she's aging pretty quick and pretty fast. And... I, I would also just err on the caution of 
um, saying she's experienced as opposed to elderly. <laughs> experienced as opposed to elderly. Experienced as opposed to elderly. You elderly, know. you think of somebody's uh, grandmother, great-grandmother. Um, 42, she is uh, still a young lady. She's spring chicken. And she's just uh, more experienced in life. She is. She is. Uh, I'm fading. I'm fading the shit out of it. Yeah, me too. I'll be I'll be running some of that Silva plus three hundred inside the distance. I think. I think I'll be taking a little bit of that. I think I'll be taking a little bit of of Junyun Park. I think I'll be taking a little bit of Hafez by knockout, and I think I'll be taking a little bit of Tyson Nam by knockout. And those will probably be my only four bets of this entire card because I think I'll just throw you know a little bit of money on each of those. And then save my money for for the next card. Yeah, this one, this card isn't. Listen, as much as much as I would love um, for all four of these cards in the month of July to be amazing, you got to think of logistically and, and everything like that as well. So. Three out of three out of the four cards this month are going to be absolutely amazing, and we we could be pleasantly surprised by this card. We could, honestly, think, we could. I think we will be surprised, and we're going to have some great fights on this card. I I mean I hundred percent agree. I think if I had to pick, dude, here's a fun one: fight of the night. Who would you who would you take for fight of the night? I'd take McKinney Sadikov. Um. Yeah, it could be. It could be, or I would go with Prado and Ottoman Azatar. Yeah, that'd be a good one too, because they're gonna they're gonna slug fest it out. I bet you those two fights are are pretty solid. The Jack Della fight could be could be pretty solid as well. Tyson Nam fight could be good. Walt Harris Parisian. I mean, as much shit as I was talking, I kind of just talk shit anyway, part of my personality. But, I mean, that could be a banger because it's only going to last two minutes before they're both trying to tap on the ground first and get out of there. But Dariyev Park could be fun because if, if Dariyev can't take him down, they're going to have to swing and bang. So, could be a pretty decent card here. But, you know, hope you guys enjoyed our little breakdowns here. We're going we're gonna to keep tossing and them out. before... Too. Before we we uh, head off and watch uh, Connor's team go zero and seven on the Ultimate Fighter, don't say it. Uh, don't say that. Enganu Enganu Fury. What do you think? Uh, so I look at Enganu as a lesser boxer than Deontay Wilder, which I think that's a pretty not hot opinion. I think everyone should kind of agree that Enganu is is not as good as Deontay Wilder, and Nganu is slower. Nganu has worse footwork. Nganu is less technical. And arguably, Nganu does not have the, the same amount of power as Wilder. I know, okay, that's a strong opinion because Nganu has some, some ground-shaking power. But Wilder combines that power with precision. Nganu has no precision. Nganu has no fucking precision. It's all raw power. 
And so I think yep. Fury is going to walk circles around Nganu. But, and here's where Tim and I are going to disagree. I think Nganu pulling the wool over the UFC's eyes and sending the middle finger and posting emojis and stuff is fucking awesome. Is fucking awesome. Like, I think him, you know, getting out of the UFC, doing this deal on his own, is fucking over Dana White, and I think it's awesome. But, you know, to each their own. I think Fury is going to box his brakes off. I think it's going to look like Wilder Fury 2, where, where Fury basically walked circles around him, beat his face off until Wilder didn't want to fight anymore. Uh, and that's what it's going to look like. Nganu is going to get paid huge. He's going to go to PFL, knock three fools out and retire, and he's going to be a happy, rich man. And I think I think that's the way his story is going to end. But Fury beats the shit out of him here, I think. What about you? Uh, um, I think, A, I think Dana White is, is a smart man. Um, and he, he makes his decisions. He thinks everything out, uh, a step or two ahead. Do I think Dana White, the whole big, uh, Francis fumbled the bag? Um, no. Do I think the PFL deal was good for Francis? absolutely phenomenal deal for francis pfl terrible deal for pfl um what i think is going to happen is they knew this fight was going to happen with fury and Ngannou. yeah dana white knew it he's got all his contacts out and and uh with the Saudis and out in the Middle East. I think the whole John Jones thing was a, a ploy to get Fury uh, aggravated and pissed off. I think Fury's going to go out there and absolutely beat the brakes off of Nganu in the first round and make an example. 100%. I and then I think he'll call for, for John Jones, but John Jones won't do it um, with good reason. But I think that's going to be the example. I don't know how much Francis is getting paid. I don't know if the whole rules have been released. I don't know if belts are on the line. Um, obviously, Francis has nothing to lose there. I think, I think he gets the, his ass handed to him in the first round and gets and gets stopped and i think that will tank any stock he has going forward i think he's gonna make 20 million dollars in that fight at least and and i'm i'm happy for him but that's that's gonna be that's gonna be it he's gonna be what are you going to make after that? Granted, $20 million, you know, yeah. taxes, um, coaches, management, all that, I understand. So you figure he takes home 10 mil, right? If he gets brutally knocked out, nobody's going to want to see him box again. Nobody's going to want to pay him to go fight in the PFL where they automatically got to, to pay his opponent $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> things get a little tough for him there but he's i mean it gets it gets extremely tough it's not rainbows and sunshine he could take in the john jones fight 
made eight mil, paid out, you know, three mil. So he walks home with, with five, gets an immediate rematch, right? Because it's John Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, or John Jones steps away, and then he fights in St- for Stipe, does the trilogy. That There's more options where he can make more money. I think if he gets knocked out, that's it. That's It's it's a done deal. I mean, he he'll probably get is some of get these, He'll out. still get some of these fights, but who wants to who wants to pay some guy two million dollars to go fight to go fight Francis? What happens if they knock Francis out? <laughs> yeah, what happens if Francis gets fucking stopped in his first PFL fight? See, that's that's what I'm saying, and they're paying him all this money. This is this all is, this money, and they might not make any money from this fight. Yeah, there's a lot of downside for PFL in that deal. More upside for Francis. I mean, he's going to be set for life after this this Fury fight. He's going to be set oh, absolutely, absolutely. For, for whatever he wants to do, which is cool. Um, but, I mean, with that said, he's he's also 35 or 36 years old. He's come to the end of his career. I think, I think this is a smart bet for him. But you're right. I mean, there's not much down the road after this. After he fights Fury, if he loses, the hype will be completely gone and, and shit will be he'll, be... he'll be in the PFL. And the only time we watch PFL is is when there's interesting fights in Nganu. He, he might not be that draw that we all remember him being by the time he gets over there and gets to doing fights and stuff like that. But regardless, I think it'll be cool to watch him fight Box Fury. I'll definitely tune in. I'll definitely see what's up. Um, well, here's the thing, too. You might not be tuning in. That's UFC 294 in Abu Dhabi. What are the chances both of these fights are going to be over there? Abu Dhabi's probably going to be... Uh, wait, this fight's in Abu Dhabi? This is in Saudi... Well, this is in Saudi oh, Arabia. God. So, so they're, they're probably going to be East. early cards then. Because Abu Dhabi fight cut. They're fight both going to be early cards, but they're both going to be going head to head. Yeah, it depends what they they better throw in some some solid fight with Islam there if they want me to watch that. They better get something good. Hopefully Charlie Olive, um, they get him secured so that we can watch Charlie O versus Islam too. Dude, Oliveira might be the biggest draw in the UFC right now. To be honest, I mean yeah, he's calling for a fight. He wants a fight with Connor. Obviously, it's Connor. Like, is, if Connor comes back, nothing compares to that. But like, Connor's not active. If we have to go active fighters, it really might be Charlie Olives. Like, he is next level. Those like Twitter goes crazy when he fights. Fucking Facebook goes crazy, dude. There's grandpas on there talking about Charlie Olives. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But we now know that that card is October 28th. Uh, the boxing card. Uh, with Ngannou and Fury, and Dana White has that ace up his sleeve where he doesn't even have uh, the full card out yet for for UFC 294, Abu Dhabi, October 28th. We're all hoping for Khabib comeback, aren't we? We're all hoping. Honestly, honestly it, nothing would surprise me. Khabib, Khabib versus Makachev. Can no, you imagine? Bro. And maybe that's why he stopped you, coaching him. That's why he stopped coaching him. He's training for him. Imagine. Who do you think wins that? Oh, Khabib. I think he mauls him all day, every day. Khabib's a weight bully. Dude, Khabib And then is... the co-main. They, they, would be, they would be the co-main because the main fight would be Diaz McGregor 3. <laughs> bro, I've wanted to see that 3 for so long. 
I don't know why they didn't do that already. You never know. Dana White would not surprise me if it's McGregor, Diaz, 3, Abu Dhabi. Those are, I mean, that's the biggest fight you can make right now. Those those two combinations, I mean, Khabib was like superstar, almost almost Connor level. Connor was Connor. Diaz was was the guy who beat Connor. Connor made him famous like that. And I don't know, man. I you would. Could, you could do you could do uh, uh, Khabib versus Connor at one eighty five. Dude, have you seen how big Khabib is? He's massive. Dude, he's, a he's like I said, fucking. He's a, he's a weight bully. He's uh, shaped like a fucking orange now. Dude is like yeah. huge. Yeah, he's got that like Michelin rag- man look. Yeah, and he would ragdoll probably one all those one eighty fivers. That's what I'm saying, bro. Is he could beat the fuck? I was talking with one of my friends, and they're like, "Israel Adesanya would knock out Khabib," and I'm like, "There's no way." Khabib, literally, his head is sitting on a cinder block, and he's going for a takedown within the first four seconds of that fight, and he is taking Israel Adesanya down, and he is putting his head through the canvas. Khabib's built different, man. Like, when it comes to, he probably, I mean, he'd probably beat everyone in the top 10. I don't think there's a guy in the top 10 at 185 who beats him. And then we move him to 170. Who beats him at 170? Maybe Colby Covington? Probably not. Yeah. Chemayev might be the only chance at 170 and 185. You know, we thought Robert Whitaker had great takedown defense, and then he got headlocked like a middle schooler against Drickus Dudoplessius. So who's beating him at 185 and 170? Khabib. Like, who's beating him? I just don't see many, many names that are beating him. Obviously, he'll be at a big height disadvantage at 185, but his grappling is just fucking too good. It's just too good. Yeah, well, when you grow up in the the woods in Russia, wrestling bears, uh, a one eighty five or doesn't really doesn't really uh, intimidate you too much. Yeah, especially when none of them have any wrestling, like zero you wrestling out of any of them. Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland will <laughs> come out there and. Dude, he's probably from Iowa. To be honest, we'll probably look it up, and Sean Strickland will be from Iowa. I know like nine Sean Stricklands, who live like. <laughs> <laughs> who live within 15 minutes of me right now. Nazi oh, tattoos you know, on their back I, I and shit. See, I, I would like to see uh, Sean Strickland, Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker wants another fight this year. He said that? Yeah. I, I think I think Strickland, that. Whitaker is, is, is a good fight. I, I think that's that might happen. I think Robert Whitaker... There's a a blueprint on how to beat Robert Whitaker now, and I don't want to see him. I I like Rob too much. He honestly was he's my favorite like human in the UFC. And bro, like now it's everyone knows you got to catch him coming in, and that's what Drakus did to him. That's what Jared Cannonier almost did to him. That's what Israel Adesanya did the first time. And I don't want to see him fight these guys that are that are dangerous i want to see him fighting someone outside of the top 10 and just getting a dub or two here because that was a bad loss on saturday that was a real bad loss like we haven't seen him done like that since izzy and i don't even know if izzy did it that well like izzy knocked him out but uh he didn't take two chances he knocked him out first shot he had at it i i think we're underestimating uh gdp 
I think that's the case. I don't think it's a, a, a knock on on Whitaker. Um, I think Duplessis just fooled a lot of people. A lot of people how good he actually was. I hope he beats the brakes off of Izzy. I hate Izzy. I'm an Izzy hater. I'm a top-level Israel Adesanya hater. And I'll be honest with that, dude. I'm so biased against him because he annoys the actual fuck out of me. But I will be cheering so hard for DDP. And I heard he's going to be like plus 300 again. So you're rooting for Africa. I'm rooting for fucking I'm not dude, I don't even care about no race war that they're about to start here. They're gonna they're gonna make this they're gonna make this into something that it is not, bro. I just wanna see two 185 pounders with big old fat muscles trying to hit each other in the head really hard. And um I hope DDP headlocks him and just beats his face off. I hope he puts him in a crucifix, has an arm bar in, and then beats him with an elbow. Like I just wanna see Israel Adesanya take a fat L that he cannot dispute like he did Pereira because he beat Pereira one time out of four times and then called the, the rivalry over. I can't, I just can't respect that dude. I can't respect that. I think it's cheesy as fuck. I think it's awful. And honestly, frankly, I'm getting pissed off at 9 30 PM on a Tuesday thinking about it. You know, you, you got beat three times by a dude. One of the times you didn't wake up, they had to bring an oxygen mask in. And you had to be be laying on your back with an oxygen mask on. And you're trying to say the rivalry's over. The rivalry was not over there. I wanted to see Pereira Izzy 3 in the UFC. I really wanted to. Well, when we get to when we get to the the next card for end of next pay-per-view card, um, Alex is coming up and and I got some some things I've noticed um, with his last two Izzy fights of what he's got to do against Jan. So, so we'll save that. But yeah, but the rivalry is over. Neither one of those guys wants to fight anymore. They don't want to fight each other anymore. So you can't. If they don't want to fight, you can't. You can't make them fight. So in turn, that means the the rivalry is is over. Maybe they're well, uh, maybe they're what looking do you need for, to do it uh, again for? They might be doing a, doing a three if if Pereira wins because if he beats Jan, he's getting Jamahal Hill next, and if if that happens, I think I mean I like Pereira's chances against Hill better than I do against Jan, um, and if he becomes the champ there, it might it might be a, a massive fight to sell for Izzy to move up and and try again at the the 205 belt that'd be a pretty insane event for them to have three with izzy's chance to become a double champ as well i think i think uh Pereira is is in a good position to be the first uh three division champ i think so too i dude i've thought that for a while i was thinking I was thinking him, and I was also thinking Hazmat because the one the 185 champ can't grapple, and the 205 champ can't grapple, and uh, I thought Hazmat could have beat Leon Edwards, but Pereira's in a really good spot too because John Jones. I mean, this is probably his last fight. Then what? Then it's going to be a vacated belt up there, and they're going to have to do two up and comers. Pereira moves up; it'll be 
Oh, bro, but we got that Jalton Almeida kid coming up. Yeah, I was just I was just thinking about that too. He's minus one forty five right now against Curtis Blades. I'm thinking long and heavy about that. I'll tell you that one. Oh. I'm thinking long and heavy about that. Yeah, it depends on which Curtis Blades you get. The smart Curtis Blades or Curtis Blades that just wants to knock people out and be exciting. Yeah, which he doesn't have he's not he doesn't have the hardware for that. His chin, his chin ain't there for for swanging and banging. But we got to go watch Conor McGregor. Uh, so we're gonna close her up here. If you're watching this, uh, we appreciate you, and we'll keep we'll keep pumping these out every single week. You betcha.